we do bands, we do DJs, we do national acts, we do speed painters, character artists. We do the craziest things. If you think it, we've got it. And if we don't have it, we'll find it. We will not disappoint. That is our promise and commitment to everyone. And have a freezing day. Hi, this is Cindy Jervich, owner and CEO of Breezen Entertainment and Productions. Thanks for joining us today on Breezen Chats. On this episode of Breezen Chats, we will be chatting with a key member of the Breezen Magazine and Breezen family. We will be discussing automation, marketing, and becoming the boss of your own company. We will drive into the journey of our guests from how art and innovations have driven her to become who the person she is today. Today we are excited to have Breezen Chats, an American artist, entrepreneur, and the editor-in-chief of Breezen Magazine. This creative boss is the co-founder and Madden, oops, me, managing partner at iBoss Digital, a strategic digital media firm, and is also the COO and managing member of iBoss Ventures a strategic technology holding company with a focus on developing innovative digital technologies. Involved with many organizations in the Tampa Bay community, our guest is the founder of Provoc Art, a unique platform connecting artists from all over the world to connect and promote their works of art, viva, live performances, artistic salons, and video interviews. Please help me Give a warm reason chats and welcome my dear friend Dana Blickensurfer. Hey, hey Dana. Dana! I am so excited to have you. I hope I didn't chop up your last name, but no, I do that best. Perfect. Thank you. I do do it best. Ask Jesse. <laughs> but I'm um, super excited because um, we've been together for about two and a half years now. I met you through my nephew Joel, and uh, I was in a small crisis. And I called him for help, and mm -hmm. he gave me your uh, your name and number, and you answered, and you ran right over. So, uh, been together ever since, and I can't tell you how much I appreciate it. And watching you and your company grow also excites me, and uh, so proud of you. Thank you, thank yeah. you. Yeah, and I wanted to. Uh, I don't know if I mentioned that my uh, my. Uh, Co-partner over here, Michael Dervich. Partner in crime. Top liver. Top liver. Yeah, because I was just so excited. <laughs> and um, so let's get to it. Yeah, so you know we got Dana here today, amazing woman, uh, very involved in uh, the Tampa community. So Dana, just kind of tell our listeners a little bit about who you are, where you've come from, and how you've ended up here in Tampa. Okay. Well, I'll shorten a shorter version. Oh, no, we like the long version. <laughs> the long version. Well, I was born in New York, so I was born on Long Island. I did not know that. I thought yeah. you were a Tampa native. No? You didn't know that? <laughs> no, I didn't. You're going to learn a lot today. Yeah. A lot. So, born on Long Island, moved right before 9 11 happened in 2001. Um, and uh, my father came here. Um, he was worked for the state attorney in New York. And I went to elementary school, was raised on Long Island, did the whole nine yards over there. And then we moved the whole family because he um, got an odd job opportunity for an attorney in Florida. So we moved around that time. 
and then 9-11 happened. So what's crazy is he was his he walks right under the the one of the buildings that you know the trade center yeah. so it was Horrific. it was very close to home and you know affected yeah. it could have been a lot worse so god always has a plan so we are in florida i went to um, middle school in florida um, college i attended the university of south florida go i i got my public relations mass communications degree um, I completed it, so good, good for me. Yeah. Um, after that, I, well, interesting enough, um, talking about entrepreneurships and the gift of having it, you know, when you look back, you just, in life, you're just living and you're growing and sometimes you have to take a minute to look back and process things along the way, a char characteristic building. Mm -hmm. So I thought it was interesting when I was in middle school, um, I started my very first business. I um, would paint birdhouses and go okay. around my neighborhood and my dad would take me and I had a, like a little red wagon <laughs> and he built a little workshop in the garage. So I would go to Michael's Arts and Crafts and I would buy the birdhouses and I'd paint them and then I'd walk around the neighbors and be like, do you want to buy this? How old were you then? I was in middle school. Wow. So about my, 12, 13? Yeah. I don't even know anymore. Yeah, right around And I didn't there. even realize like I had a business mindset. I was just something that came you know, something I wanted to do. Something you enjoyed. Yeah, and, and then talk about sales, because Cindy is the queen of sales. Oh, I don't know about that. You're right behind me yeah, now here. I'm learning a lot, but I used to, now that I think about it, I used to paint when I found out what they liked, kind of building rapport, uh -huh. what you learn about now. I built like, oh, they liked LSU, so I'd find the LSU colors. And I matched. You did all this on your own? Yeah, just by like, oh, I should paint the house the colors of the school they like. And I didn't realize that's like building rapport and yeah. getting them to buy it and the sales strategy. So cool. And did everybody buy them? Um, I think or did they, they order them. I think my little circle, they I got some requests uh -huh. and then I gave a lot away because like my grandma always had them in her house. Aww. So that was like my first job. I you know, say. it's so funny because I never sold anything. No? No, like I was listening to the Gary Vee the other day and he goes, you know, like were you one of those was it were you one of these people that like, like you know, always sold boring. something always? Yeah. I never had a lemonade stand. Like I never sold cookies. Yeah, I mentioned you didn't want to do your own thing. You no, didn't think about it. I never it. I never wanted so I think it's so cool that you like really had it in you and didn't know it. Yeah, I actually as I get older I'm I'm appreciating it more because I'm 30 now, and I'm actually the third generation business owner, wow. technically. Uh -huh. My grandfather owned a photography studio, and okay. he was like the icon of like photography. We're gonna get back to him because he's got some hidden history in him. Yeah, so he had a, a photography studio, and then my dad has, you know, over the years, it, when I was in middle school, my mother started a title company, and it's kind of like, you know, fake it till you make it. They, you know, they're just like, let's do time. Like it just fell into their hands and she was just selling. She wasn't those moms that was with me at the soccer game. She was like on the phone in the car making a deal. So I'm kind of used to that business first, but I don't feel like I missed out on anything or like I had amazing parents, great parenting, but I'm just, it was kind of embedded, like yeah, I'm, it was just there. One That's in the how other. it was. Yeah, yeah. It was the same thing. All Cindy kind of was, you know, driving us all. Oh yeah, you experienced that. Like that. She was always on the, on the phone. phone doing work, but never um, let work preside over family. She was yeah. always there, always supportive. But, you know, you always saw that hustle and that grind that uh, that she did. And, you know, I, I, that's like you said, I think yeah. it kind of rubs off 
yeah. on us from what your family And you don't even subconsciously preaches. rubbing off on you back then and you didn't realize it you until don't now. Realize it. No, it's just yeah. kind of instinct now. Yeah. <laughs> so in middle school I kind of just um, I did that. It was middle school, I was tough years. But you know, those uncomfortable, very quirky. short, quirky, yeah. awkward. Yes. Okay, but in college I um I joined every, like I joined PRSSA, I, I started, I was on the board, so I was very active in like getting my resume fluffed, like getting out there, I was very gung-ho. Um, actually, at USF is when I reached out to Sydney, but she doesn't remember. I do remember, and I felt bad about that. In 2008, I, 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 like, I did a couple internships, like, you know those A-types, like, in college, you know you need to get some internships. Yeah, so I was sought out, and I got X, Y, Z. That's one of my strengths. Even you, you applied for an internship with me? I think I just called you. I thought the call was to was sell me her services yeah. that no, I bought I, after I was in a crisis. <laughs> yeah, but I remember in 2008, right before I was entertaining, like, nursing, event planning, and, like, buying, like, merchandise buying. And I was like thinking about all these options, and I did a, the one of the things I really appreciated was I gave myself the trial and error of testing. And I think everyone, when they're getting out of college or even in their career, they don't they're like they just get pushed into something. Like it's really important, and you need to take the time to test and trial different things and industries 100%. to see if yeah. you like it. I shadowed nursing. I was like, oh my god, I hated it. <laughs> <laughs> like chemistry wasn't for me, so. I think that's an important thing that I could give back for students right now. Like, yeah, yeah, and kind of what you pointed out there. I mean, we internship kind of, programs are huge. And right. We really believe in it. I know Cindy has one. So yeah, we do, and you know, we kind of preach this at work when you don't know what you don't know. You don't know if you want to be a nurse until you try it out. Yeah, so, you know, you have to. And go it's okay. Trial and error periods, and you're right. It is okay to to not like something that you thought you were passionate about. Get out, you right. really Sooner than later. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, so that's, that's, that's why I mentioned the internship thing because I built a foundation for myself on internship programs and it was so important to my career development that that's what we give back at my office, um, but we'll get there. Uh, but then in, when I was in college, I started painting. So that was the, the, you know, the arts and the passion of, of development and, you know, exploration yeah. as I found my love for painting. But um, after I graduated college, I did some traveling and then I kind of just knew that I didn't, I kind of knew in myself that I wasn't, I was gonna work for myself. Whether it was in the family or it was for myself, I didn't really always think of myself as a nine to five person. I think I, I grew up just, I just, you know, some people just know certain things about themselves. Mm -hmm. So I always had this mindset where I was going to do or build something, right? So I approached my mother and father at the Blake Law Firm in Carrollwood. Um, <laughs> you can yes. call them, they're still there, doing well. Um, so I worked for them for about five years and I built the marketing department. They had none. No. They didn't really have a logo. It was like this the tacky scale, like the attorney scale, because my dad was all paper. Yeah. He wasn't paperless. So in my like years at the law firm, I like had a huge understanding of human resources, people, dynamics, communication, um, operations. Like I found my strength in operations, even though I didn't love it. I know I was strong at it. Um, 
and you know every build, understanding owning a company you have to do different assets of things you love you're not going to love every part not of it yeah. but you have to do it because you have to build that business correctly and i and i just know because of having um my son in the business now michael and my other son as a business mentor you know the last few years so your parents were probably right around the same age as i am and mm -hmm. uh Making those transitions, like we're going paperless. Like, you, what do you mean? <laughs> I need my well, paper. What, yeah, what does that mean? What is oh, it? Oh, it was so hard. Oh, oh gosh. Yeah. And so um, I give you credit. You took it with grace, though. I, I just, I knew we had to. If I wanted to be in the game and I wanted to have my young, uh, what do I call you guys, millennials? Millennials. See, I said it right today. Millennials. The millennials. But I love my millennials, and they just, they, I listen, you know. They're, I listen to what they thought. They are, they are, they are the the new and up and coming future. business people of the year. I yeah. mean, the, our future. They are the future. You are the future, and I love it. And I, the the ones that I'm embracing, they are enjoying watching the different um, different groups of people. You know, what am I? What am I considered? I'm a um, on that scale, I'm a. I don't know if we can. We say don't that even discuss it out loud. Yeah. Okay. She's a millennial too. I'm yes. a millennial. Yes. I'm a millennium. Millennial. <laughs> yeah. So I understand completely, and I think. Um, the, Did your parents embrace you? Did they listen to you, or? It was a it was a challenge. Um, we worked together. We lived together. Like at the time, I stayed with my parents, and um, we'd bring work home. There was no work life balance, and it, like, and and it's just funny because I'm used to it, and people think, oh, do you have balance? I go, what's it's, balance? What's balance? Like, do you love what you do? Your social norm of balance may not be my social norm of balance. I think that's okay as long as I'm happy. Yeah. And I'm pursuing, I have goals and I'm pursuing something. I don't think something is wrong with that. your goals, not yeah. somebody else's goals. Correct. Yeah. Um, so I learned um, how to communicate with them. I was, I was really good at mediating. Um, I had, it's interesting when it took a lot to learn, like people that would complain about your parents, and, but you were the human resources department, so they would come <laughs> in. And, and I have to learn not to get offended. I'd have yeah. to take out my emotion. So I learned a lot of great skill yeah, sets. Like they would come in and they'd cry. Something about my Vivian did something or my Michael did something and I'd have to like log it and I'd have to mediate between that. And they're my parents <laughs> and I was able to do it. And, it, and I learned a lot and I, uh, we, went we went into a system. I had the help. Um, so, we ba so basically there was nothing. They, my mom goes, okay, start marketing. So it was the foundational elements. So I was like, okay, how do I, am I practical about this? So I literally, I'm a very little person. I took my PR book and I opened to the campaign section and I, I created a campaign. I'm like, what campaigns can I build? And at the time I sought mentors. So mentorship is so important because I saw my, it was a fellow professional, like a professional, a fellow student uh -huh. who graduated, who got a job. She was the president of the PRSSA, so she was very, like, very, I looked up to her, so I asked for her advice, and then I, a PR girl in the industry who was, I met through the organization, I mm -hmm. asked for her advice, so I, I found three ladies that are doing it, are starting to do it, and I asked for their marketing input when I was developing, and I created, a, like, a marketing plan, and then at the end of the day, 
my parents were like, I don't care. Just, just like, but do it. it. But it, just, just do it. Execute. So it was an interesting learning curve because I learned a lot about business and business development about, but not having the pressure at the time of the entrepreneur of making money. Mm-hmm. Yep. Because so I sat there and I had the book smarts, but I didn't have the street smarts where my dad didn't care because he, he just needed the money to come in. Mm-hmm. So you have the way, like you have to understand both dynamics. I didn't, I only started in one side and I was really good at that. That's where I think I was able, and I think it was a blessing I was able to cultivate all of that knowledge about building departments, building SOPs, mm-hmm. because that, you know, I got a check, right, let's say. <laughs> but but at this, but now I'm the one raising the money, cutting the checks, doing the SOPs, and it's all that pressure. Mm-hmm. So there's a little, like I had half pressure. Yeah. I felt their pressure because it affected you, me. And you didn't want to disappoint and they were counting on you. Yeah, they were counting on me. They would, yeah. you know, they went home with me. So it was all those things, but. And there's one thing to create the SOPs and all that, but to actually execute. have to implement it and execute it, it's, it's very difficult, especially when, when you don't know what you're doing, you're asking for advice and everything. Yeah, so. and then fast forward, um, the, what I was, what I didn't realize is a gut feeling of um, analytics. Uh-huh. Um, you know how we in- integrate analytics uh-huh. into your gut? I would write on a Word document, like we would do a newspaper ad in the TV, Tampa Bay Business Journal. I didn't have a call tracking number then, <laughs> but we would, I would mark the calls. And I'd have a Word doc. I didn't realize that I was already doing what I'm doing now in, at iBoss. So but old school, but old like, school method, like keeping like, an Excel sheet and just, yeah. yeah. And then, and then like a year or two later, I met my business partner who, um, was a very influence, influencing in the internet marketing side, yeah. like the call tracking, the analytics, like really heavy on the data. All on the backside. Yeah. Right? So People I don't really realize that they don't see that. Yeah. So I was doing it on the front end and a business owner does that. I think so like, they already do it and they don't realize they so they should give themselves more it. credit yeah and then when someone says hey what is that so i just know it's coming from there yeah <laughs> i i have a like i eighty percent is coming from that marketing effort <laughs> so i developed that and um you know a lot of seo website building design i did copy did you, did, was that all out of your book your pr book from um no uh, no it, it was just like the like fragments of the beginning and mm-hmm. then like a year I only use it for the first year and mm-hmm. then I'm like this is real life like I get it but let's like then I had to I built like a graph and I was like okay what am I doing offline what am I doing online what am I how am I where's the ecosystem and I didn't realize I was doing a lot of the things that we teach our clients now that is necessary That's and then awesome. and then I met my business partner who is today Hugo and he taught me a lot of the SEO strategies the website design and the like design because mm-hmm. I designed my own flyers. They were terrible. I'm not a design, but I'm a great copywriter, and I'm a gr- so we have a good. good there's fit. a good fit between the two um, sides that I learned at uh-huh. the law firm. How, yeah, what was this like, from when you left the law firm and started your own company? Yeah, What was the gap in between? Was so there became a point where it was law or die. So I'd like to call that the pivotal point of my career where I did a lot of praying because, you know, I believe in God and signs and Jesus and like, I'm a very spiritual person. So I was praying really hard for like direction because my father is a lawyer. I could, 
be a lawyer, take the business, etc. And then I studied for, so then I had the passion for the law and for being in a family business, but I also had a passion for the arts. And at the same time, I was developing the law firm on the weekends and nights, I would build up my art business. Yeah. And I would do, I had an art store online, I would be in local art shows on the weekends. And at the time, you have young energy, like 20. I was never sleeping. I was like, I was art, what's lawyer, next? What's next? What's law next? by day, art stuff at night uh -huh. until like one, go to sleep. And I, because I, I was so passionate about art, I could do it. Yeah. And then I did arches on the weekends. I'd make some sales. And I was starting to realize I could do this on the art side. And I was applying for things, putting myself out there. Um, so there was the weekend I was supposed to take my LSATs, LSAT, LSAT and, um, and or I got invited to show during Miami Art Week. And Art Basel? Yeah, uh. Art Basel Week. <laughs> and I was going to show in um, like a really, my first fair showing. So it was like, dun dun dun. What do you so, do? <laughs> we know what we do now. Like I, I didn't take the test and I went to Miami and I went to the show. And your parents thought you were sitting for the bar. <laughs> no, they, they knew I didn't go and my mom was like having a panic attack because of course you want your children to take over the family business. And that's something I've learned that there shouldn't be pressure. Yeah. You should find what you're passionate about and not apologize for it. Because mm -hmm. you can help that family member in so many different ways outside of the company. Helping them find the right person for that seat. Helping them, you know, see their over help mold their business model if you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So there's other ways to be involved without being in the company. Mm-hmm. So As an advisor. Yeah, you exactly. Or you'll be unhappy. So I pursued the law thing, uh, the art thing, um, and then um, from there, um, I worked at the law firm for a while. But then I decided to leave and move to New York because I had an opportunity to go to art school. Oh. And I applied for, and I got a scholarship at the New York Studio School of Drawing, Painting, and Sculpture. It's right off of Eighth Avenue, and I got to go. And I was only supposed to go for two weeks. But I packed my whole house, like my whole room, and I took my car. I didn't even take, I didn't fly. Like my dad knew. He's Had like, the, the are you, he's never coming home. Yeah, he's like, he's like, I have a feeling you're leaving. I, I was like, I just gotta go. That's all I kept saying. Like I knew I had to go. Gotta yeah. get back home. I gotta get out of Tampa. So I was just over Tampa, right? So I had to do something dramatic. You know, an artist has to do something crazy. So I got up and I drove. I, I had a, it was a blessing. I had a place to stay. My mother had a good contact of a, a paralegal friend who had a, a spare room. So it's funny because it was still in the law field. Yeah. Um, and I ended up going for two weeks, having the most incredible experience of my life like that pit stomach, I pray everyone finds their passion because that happy place, like when you're so satisfied with like what you accomplish or what you do that it can coast you for days and days, you know, that yeah, joy. Yeah. yeah, and I found that through painting and um, I was really good at it. Like the Dean, everyone was like impressed with the progress because I started from, like I have no shame. I didn't have art history background. 
I was like, who's this? Like, who's Vasquez? Like, I didn't, and the kids would laugh because the people are in their masters. So you're yeah. mixing a certificate program with master's students, and this girl's like raising her hand saying she doesn't know anything. And I'm like, I didn't have no shame. I didn't care because I was so hungry to learn. Yeah. 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 And I was just so excited to be there. And I remember, you know, like we would get so, it was just such a great figure drawing from art history to going to visit the museum. And it was just an incredible experience. I didn't want to leave. So I got a, I, I sat with the school. I had another meeting and I got another scholarship for a semester. And then one semester turned into like two years. All on scholarship? All on, well, scholarship, and I had to pay. Right. So that's where the art of the hustle comes in. Oh, yeah. Because I was like, oh, no. Because uh, then, Viv, like, the law firm, I can't work for them full-time, so that stopped. Stop. Paycheck so stopped. The paycheck stopped. Yeah. It dries up. And the savings, so you know, I was like, "How is was is not cheap." So I did my first crowdfunding campaign. No way! Yeah, I crowdfunded on like Indiegogo. Uh -huh. I, I I had so many people that were friends and like people I didn't expect would donate, contribute, and I remember it was new. Like crowdfunding is so common now, but at the time, like I got phone calls. I'm not going to say who. They were like so embarrassed that I was crowdfunding like I look like a poverty poor student desperate right? Yeah. right but I did a video I had a story like that I'm out here and 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 it like works. I got like about like great like 10 to 15 like passionate followers that I still talk to this day and they they know I took my art career seriously so that's yeah. why they invest in you oh. so I guess they were my first investors yeah, oh, wow. yeah. And they each have a piece of your art on their wall I'm assuming yeah they they do or the story you know mm -hmm. so um, that unfolded and then from there I kept working but I was in the studio you're painting for like eight hours oh, yeah. straight it doesn't just appear no no <laughs> and you're painting for eight hours and um, it was such a great uh, it was such a great growing and learning experience I get so excited thinking about it you can tell you're really passionate about yeah. it, seeing your facial expressions yeah. and, and it was the shy. I'll I never wish you all can see it she's just beaming and I'll never uh, I'll never forget like that moment in life like it led to that point where it changed your life forever so I'm such a huge fan of the New York Studio School I'll always be like uh, I'm on the Florida chapter right. I'm the like uh -huh. the lead I'm helping run some art shows here um, so we're doing some things this year because I'm so you know what's your style tell um you know i know there's so many different styles and you and i have spoken about that some things that you just don't like to do and some things that you love to do yeah i think it's important to for an artist to to try every practice like you know figurative you have to learn all the all the parts mm -hmm. and then once you've mastered each one then you're if you decide not to put it in your work that becomes like there's a reason for it because you made a, a new statement. Like Picasso, he was an amazing like figurative drawer, like amazing a realism painter, but he got to a point where he learned all the, he learned the different like styles, styles mm -hmm. that when he went very, um, like the collage and the, like the geometric, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. like the weird that you see now, that you are mostly recognize him for is because he chose to do that that direction yeah mm -hmm. so I would say that I'm still developing you know um, but I love abstract art impressionist work because I I feel like I'm a colorist with my I just you know look for search for colors and it's more of a it comes out in a more abstract way yeah I'm a proud owner actually gifted 
mm-hmm. a nice gift that she gave us uh, or gave me uh, one of her abstracts and it's it's beautiful so Thank I love you. it um, now on my new wall and yeah. my new office it's going to be beautiful it's a, it's a beautiful piece of artwork very yeah. unique I think it was inspired by was it Elon Musk was yeah that one? Elon Musk who was Musk. a man in the, the Mars man in Mars yeah. It was a really cool because he's sitting with the silhouette and you see Mars and it's just a really, it's painterly, but it's a really yeah. concept about entrepreneurship and following that, like, what you goal. Hear? Yeah, yeah, any of our that listeners, mission. if you ever come into the Breeze office, ask us to uh, see it. It's on our walls. It's, yeah. a, it's an amazing uh, piece of artwork that Dana created. And <laughs> it's beautiful. Dana, you've also been very instrumental down in Miami. Tell us a little bit about some of the things you've um some of the shows that you put together and yeah. participated in. So um, I started a currently fast forward. I own well. I started with a, like a founding member, a professor in Miami. We started a um, salon. It's like a pop up salon. So we don't have a. We're not like nomadic. We don't have a stable station location. And every year during Miami Art Week, which is art where Art Basel is, we host these art shows. Um, we're in our fourth year, so I can't believe it's been that long already. I got so, to go to one. She I did. did. I it was fun. We did Uber. We took an Uber. And yeah, we they the masks. And the mask is awesome. She loved it. She did love it. Yeah, so we have these art salons, which is more of just encouraging um, interactive. It's like um, uh, creating an interactive space and experience. It's theatrical, and it's... You know, but the it doesn't. It's more about the experience and not about the artwork. The artwork is kind of not an afterthought, but it's you know on the uh, on the walls, and we do acknowledge the artists. But it's mostly about creating that experience, especially with new people that don't uh, inter- interact their life with art often. Mm-hmm. It creates this like great experience. Hopefully, yeah, that they'll a moment they won't forget. So yep. awesome. yeah, I've heard about that that week, or was it more than a week, right? It's, it's for a it's for a week. Yeah, for a week. I've heard about it. It takes that. like a year to plan. <laughs> but... For a while down there, and I know it drives a lot of people. Like so that that aren't into art, they come down mm-hmm. there, and you never know who you're going to touch and change. Uh, maybe their perspective or maybe yeah. their passion as mm-hmm. well. They may become an artist just by seeing something that you created. So yeah, and the, really the, cool. the, the, the masks show that she's talking about, people that didn't even ever paint or felt intimidated. Uh-huh. Like, you're talking about lawyers and accountants, and these are professionals, right? They're, they they become so childlike because we had a section in the back where you were making these, painting on these masks, and then you put the masks on the rest of the evening, and it's kind of like a disguise and yeah, a play it was cool. on uh, the experience. But they were like, oh my God, it was so... They were laughing and having fun because they've never painted before. So it's great. That's what I like that drives me with those yeah. experiences, just something new and fresh. And, you know, it's good. It's also a good, you know, marketing thing on mm-hmm. the marketing side because you think of these PR stunts and that's, you know, kind of full circle with like advertising. Um, when I was in um, New York painting at night i would start freelancing so that full circles back to starting my own advertising agency or digital media firm um so we're talking about five five years ago six years ago so you're five. painting on the street so we're pa- no we're painting a school fill okay <laughs> and um i'm getting i'm working on my computer at, during break i'm dressed up when i paint and people think i stuck out like a sore thumb because everyone's like grungy artist, New York artist, like smoking cigarettes. Yeah. And I'm in the corner on my laptop working because I had stuff to do for Blake Law Firm because uh-huh. I still work for them. 
and then I would start um, making business with my business partner now and I would get like people that knew I did stuff for Blake Law Firm they're like they knew I was like a free agent I guess they're like why don't you duplicate what you did for Blake Law Firm for this company and this company and by then I had like by the end of it, I had like four or five New York clients. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. On the law field? Or did you reach no, out to like event planning was one. Uh, one was a bar. Uh, one was um, a cafe. Um, and then there were some miscellaneous ones at the moment I can't think of, but they all um, needed some type of marketing service. And I had experience and I understood how to help them in that niche but it was like more of a freelancer role yeah but that's where i formed the like the hybrid partnership at the time with hugo yeah well, because I know you're kind of jumping around why don't you kind of tell everyone about, about yeah so 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 iboss forms because we started working remotely together and then he ended up having an opportunity where he's like hey why don't we form a business partnership but it would require you moving to tampa I was like, oh, no, I'm not going to go to Tampa. <laughs> or no. So I was like praying. I was like, Lord, like, okay, my ego, like, if it's a sign. Because I'm so, I'm so stubborn sometimes, mm-hmm. which is a strength and a weakness. I'll admit it. So I was like, I'm not going back. And my mom's like, see, you got to come back. Like, you know, so I, was, great opportunity. so I was like searching for answers. And there was like three, three moments when I was like figuring out if I should come back that um, it gave me that yes to come back. Um, one of them was my dean. I had a, like an intimate conversation with him, and then one was like a student that was like, "I can me- help you mentor with you." It was like this, all this amazing help that made it a, a way to come back to Sandy. And then I had the third. This woman was moving, who was my roommate, moving back to St. Pete, looking for a roommate. She was already finding the place, so we would have been in it at the same time. Yeah. So there were like three huge like like signs that I was like okay uh-huh, yeah like I have to so I you know I stopped my like my schooling and I you know I think I absorbed as much as I could at the time and then I moved to St. Petersburg which ended up being like a low-key Brooklyn I like to give a shout out to St. Pete I love it there I know you do I do like it's very everyone walks over so much art and so much fun like culture mm-hmm. it's, it's a very European Brooklyn vibe um, so Hugo and I started iBoss, um, and he had I had the more operations like the copy, like the inter- internship program. I brought all that experience, and he brought all the tech and like the website de- design. And we formed iBoss, and it's a full service like digital marketing agency. Yeah. And we've been in Ebor for about five years now, four years. Four year, one year was remote, so then four years here. Mm-hmm. And ever since we've been scaling and growing, um, we started with you know the small business, and then we built our team, and um, we started building our team through our internship program. Um, a half of our employees are from an internship program, so that's how important it is about you know you know come if you're in school interning and seeing what you're other because you never know the contacts and the connections you make through. And I learned so much from them because they're younger, they're, their ears are on the ground, they're in the real-time data, getting information from people. I have one girl right now, she's interning for Provoke Art, and she's crushing it. I'm like, I want to hire her because she's just <laughs> taking, like you wait for those nuggets, like those people. She takes, she's doing videos for, the, for Provoke Art for the mission. 
she's like posting every day she's coming up with these concepts that are incredible i'm like that's great like it adds to the you know and you need a team you can't if you want to build a business you can't do it alone. It you go so much farther with a team than mm. without one. Oh, it's more sure. enjoyable as well. You know, sharing, yeah. sharing the, the good and the bad. Yeah. With with, with the uh, your coworkers and just it is great. You got to have a team. You got to have the support. Yeah. So uh, here we are you. today, where I have the advertising agency, which is you know my my main focus. But I don't believe every everything's in seasons. Um, so I have the art business. The advertising agency and it kind of like ebbs and flows with yeah, the season right yeah and um you know i plan to continue to keep building businesses and your partner supports you with your with oh yeah your side hustle yeah he's very supportive of he has other businesses too so he understands having you know multiple diverse portfolios to deal with <laughs> so he's very supportive of my art and um like at the end of the month i'm going to kansas for i'm in an art show and in a Ooh. gallery Wow. And it's my first time going to Kansas. So I was like, I'll just go and I'm going. <laughs> Are you driving up there? No, I'm going to fly. Because that's, you see, I'm gullible. If you, you drive, you may never come back. Yeah. You no, I, that's what I meant. She may get that. When Hugo sees your, your whole computer and your laptop and where are you going? Oh, I'll be back. <laughs> I actually like to build companies, put people underneath and let it grow. But I didn't realize that was a, that's, what that's a role. Yeah. And I talked to an, an, another editor recently, and he was like, "Yeah, that, that's what I. That's my job. Like he goes in, builds the systems, puts the people in, and then lets it grow because he's a, such a creative person yeah. that he likes new projects. Yeah. So that's what I really like about working with I working having iBoss because we work with so many diverse clients. So at any day, our agency can put our hats on different projects. Mm -hmm. So and we can help them grow. I'm, I'm excited because um, Dana has started working with us on the reason side. We've been booking her as an artist. Oh yeah. We've been calling on these crazy yeah, things and go, hey. She booked her first, uh, her first gig for a wedding. I know, uh, I'm excited. Yeah. yeah. Signed a contract Which today. Was, was that for? Um, yeah, I'm a, I have an agent. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can call gig them. Gig agent. Reason.com. Yeah. You did something for Zubru at yeah. the zoo. Yeah, I, I think being one of, like, one of the things that's important being an entrepreneur is being fearless. Like, if, even if you're not sure, you'll research yeah, and figure yeah. it out. And that's what I'm doing. Yeah, it's, it's been fun because uh, we do live paintings and we know that she likes more of the abstract things. So she does body painting, yeah. beautiful yeah, body beautiful, painting. Yeah, a lot of body painting. Um, and, and I do love when Dana, uh, she actually with her... Um, with one of our, uh, our charity charities last year, year uh, Stay in Step, you were generous and you donated your services for um, got in and sold and made them some really nice donation. But she came all dressed up. That's Dana's thing, dressed up with high heels, looking painting. awesome, and just painting away. <laughs> and um, she's. You know, you couldn't tell what she was painting, and then all of a sudden, it was just this beautiful picture. Beautiful. So uh, she donated that last year, and they were so appreciative of it, which is um, actually the Breeze Magazine was all um, Dana's idea. She had really talked me into it. Yes, we're on our third year. Our yeah. third year. Tell, and Tell some of the listeners kind of the whole process of creating a magazine and kind of what the editor-in-chief does and maybe the process that you go through with picking people or articles kind of. Well, I will give a shout out to Hugo because I had a lot of um, assistance because he actually owned um, a magazine company called 
Pulse magazine. I can't remember, but it was something yeah, pretty Pulse. big in Tampa. And, he, yeah. and it was a big thing in the early 2000s or mid, <laughs> mid-2000s. So long ago. <laughs> I know. Mid-2000s, early 2000s. And so basically, it's it's all about, you know, you first pick the... It's about the... You're the, the orchestrate, like the or, the, the guy... The conductor. The conductor, thank you. And you're conducting this symphony, right? So you put all the pieces together. It's, um, it's a long process, and, you know, that's kind of our... Like, the magazine we're doing yearly, so we kind of are planning six months out mm-hmm. um, from everywhere, from finding the theme to concepting the design of the look of the cover, the covers, everything, to picking the key people. And what's beautiful right now and a big deal is influencer marketing. So having a magazine that we, we can highlight some really great influencers in the space you know, only, you know, behooves us to, con- you know, to, to continue to, to create content. Yeah. So, and it's, you know, it's good content for readers. We want to make sure it's not just ads, advertisements. It's more of like deep, like meat, meated content about what's going on in the area, both locally and a national le- level. So it's really um, uh, understanding and creating like a nice, you know, piece of artwork. Yeah, for sure. And then we turned it into um, Party for a Purpose. So we also tied it into um, nominating and doing a charity. Yeah, Cindy's big thing and the whole purpose of it was to revolve it around a charity because that's what she wants to give her any free time that she has. So that was a great relationship that we had with the magazine. And um, this is this year, you know, can we tell yeah. people what the theme yeah, is? We just, we, yeah, so we should we leak it? Did we leak it? Yeah, sure. We, we're really excited about it because Tampa is, uh, I'll let you tell since we concept, put it together. So it's Breezen Magazine. Mm-hmm. Um, it's and third it's edition? Volume 3. Volume 3. And it's, uh, I can't. I believe we came up with the new Tampa. The new with Tampa all the innovations yeah. and all the new stuff being built in Tampa with Riverwalk and uh, Channel Side and Sparkman Wharf and Midtown, just so many new things. And the Marina the District. Marina, so many new yeah. things coming to Tampa. We really want to shine light on Tampa and show people how far it's come and how far it still has to come and exactly. what yeah. we're creating here. We're looking for contributor writers um, that in the end, you know, which we will be sending um, some invites out to mm-hmm. uh, to see if anyone would like to join. If anyone listening would like to be a part of the magazine this year, you know, just just give us a call at Breezin. Um, we would love for you to be a part of it. Um, it's it's going to be great. I mean, it's it's yeah. A, we have some yeah. surprises up our sleeves. Yeah, yeah. it's a few surprises. So every year we want to get bigger and, bigger and better, bigger and better. And then the thing that um, that we we're also doing with that is that we're giving back to the past charities. So we're kind of oh, that's keep cool. going. We like that was our first one was uh, Monica Wilson with the uh, Carwood Village. A food pantry. Mm-hmm. Cindy, pretty soon you'll have to have an employee just to manage all your charities. That's it. That's it. <laughs> no, it, it was. It's awesome. So we do a turkey. Uh, a, the turkey drive. Yeah, we have the stay and step. Then we have the. And then this third the, one. This third the third one. one. Yeah. And the, you know, the main thing for the magazine is to shine light on these charities that we choose. So I mean, the magazine's great and all for what it is, but it really is just to to give back to these charities and. Uh, kind of let people know more about them we kind of look for charities that are 
one to five years in existence, mm-hmm. located in Tampa, have all the right credentials. So, you know, it, it, it's great. It's just a little something that yeah. we can Last do. year we had a great theme. It was the hustle of the entrepreneur. Oh, and Jaina got my my uh, dream my dream guy gary v oh and i yeah, i sent up yeah yeah he'll Dana be around is, the, is so. the master or the mastermind of getting our yes. cover i have to be careful what i wish for <laughs> yeah he uh he was gary was on the the cover we and we went up to new york to his office his um hudson location to present it yeah they 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 loved it so <laughs> well, who knows what's going to be on this year? Yeah, yeah so, so watch out. And but uh, do uh, we'll look for the applications on Facebook, right? Jane is putting out um, applications for uh, nominating charities mm-hmm. and uh, stories. She's our editor and uh, chief of that, and and uh, just super excited just to know her. What is in your? What's on your bucket list for travel? My bucket list for travel. Oh, I want to go to Germany because of the whole family background. Oh, yeah. oh let's talk about roots. that background. Oh, yeah. Yes, I mean, you, have, you are a rock star in your own age, oh, and you know, you're, you're going to be famous. Everyone's <laughs> going to know you, but you know, your, your name is, has been yeah. around for a while. Uh, why don't you let us know about, I was looking this up, I don't know if it has any relation with you, but at the Blickens Durfer typewriter? Yep. Is there a typewriter in your, in your family? There is. So we have my great-great-great-grandfather. Or great-great. Don't quote me on it. My father's going to be so mad because <laughs> he always tells me and my art memory is just like, oh, you know. But anyway, that's besides the point. He, we, The Blickensdorfer typewriter is the first portable typewriter that was invented in around the 19... Late mid 1900s, the first one, the first portable, portable, portable. and then um, it was had a little case. It came in a little wooden case, and it was the first like used for women's secretaries. No way! So how crazy is that? I'm a woman, and I just feel so connected Powered to it. Brother. Yeah, you have one? the evolution. You, you did We have like it. five. Do you really? Yeah, we That's collect awesome. them because were there five. Were there five? There's like, uh, there's 10, there's 10, um, models, maybe 11. Um, and then there's like, there's like a, a lightweight one. They called it like a featherweight. There's -hmm. like different versions. Um, and then, uh, yeah. So the Blickensurfer typewriter is the first portable typewriter. They were advertised back in the day in the paper, like being in war like in the tents and you see someone typing on the typewriter, they can take it anywhere. And all the text is in German. And uh, it's so cool to see because I did a series, a painting series where I was looking at the advertisements and I was painting my like interpretation of that experience um, or that moment um, with the typewriter in front of me. So um, then there's also like an ad where like they're on a camel and the typewriters there. So it's crazy. crazy. And now I'm in technology and I'm a painter. So I just feel like it's all close to home. coming together yeah full, full circle, circle. <laughs> full yeah, circle yeah cool. so that's on my bucket list germany, germany. egypt because i'm egyptian my mom was born in cairo oh, I didn't know that. yeah she's egyptian and uh 
I've been to Italy and stuff like that, but there's so many. I think that's a trip you need to take with your mom, maybe. Yeah, she's scared. No, she won't go back. She won't travel. Because of the way they came. You yeah. Know, they immigrated. They don't. It's different. Yeah. 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 Um, I wanted to ask you this. What do you enjoy most about being an entrepreneur? And, like, what, what are one of the hardest things that you see? The hardest things? Uh, your pain tolerance. Yeah. Um, your, the hardest things are sticking through it. Um, the best things are be building something that's your own, uh-huh. you know, the reward of building, um, the fruits of your labor for the hard work you put in, um, you know, your flexibility. It's the basic things that could be a blessing, but I think the hardest things are like awesome to talk about too. Um, yeah, you just have to have a good pain tolerance for life. Life. Like you could build something and do build the biggest model and you take it to market. You should have tested it first because no one's buying it. Yeah. That's the first thing. That's the first learning lesson. Mm-hmm. But you don't know that until you try or you go through the process. Going through the process and understanding the journey yeah. is what entre- I, it's a blessing, but I struggle with sometimes because I get ahead of myself and I want to be at X, but yeah. I'm living in A. <laughs> yeah. Right. So yeah. seeing the vision as an entrepreneur, you see the vision, but you have to build the procedures and the protocol to get to that, so you can scale with it. And that's you know I learn that every day, and I'm work, I'm in that every day, and that's the easiest and the hardest thing. Together. So that's like your advice you would give someone if they were trying to. Yeah, I think it would be first. Are you sure you want to be an entrepreneur? Do you know what that means? Because there's a difference between being an influencer. There's a difference between that and a freelancer. Because a freelancer, you're by yourself. You're an independent contractor. So many different categories. Yeah, there's different yeah. levels of entrepreneurship. If you want to own your own business and have like a small business, and then a corporate business, then like a business, like a like so a, responsible for so, so much, so many and headaches people. up people. there. So many yeah. different hats you got to wear. And yeah, you really don't realize that until you really start getting into. So it. I'd research and I talk to people that are in those th- maybe all those different avenues, because everyone's purpose is different. Mm-hmm. You know, I have a purpose that's to be do something great and it's been embedded in me. I've always wanted to be a part of something big and great and that's my passion. Some people's yeah. passion and pushes family to build a legacy and that's also a part of it. But you get to see doing that, you get so involved with all your clients and, and you become personally involved with them and you feel their pain mm-hmm. and you want to see them do good and it's it's a reflection of what you do here at iBoss. I've, uh, I've experienced it now. I think we've been together, like I said earlier, almost you know two and a half, three years, and uh, I came at a time where I fired everybody, and I felt like a startup. And they they walked me through the process, and I'm like, what procedures? Why do we need procedures? I don't understand. Yeah. And it is so true. Yeah. Um, and mine is in, mine is. To, to, to grow it and scale and we are and talk about visioning not meaning to cut you off but I told myself like I saw the reason sign 2008 and I was like I'm gonna work with her and then yeah and then fast forward fast yeah. forward years later now yeah <laughs> yeah I um you don't know in what way or fast yeah, yeah you don't know and how your paths cross and uh, uh it's um it's been a blessing for us as well truly it's been a great great journey a yes. great journey so I think uh, just a few like to close with a few learning lessons yeah. that I think are important is you know research and learn. Like um, I I haven't read it, 
I've never read so many more books now than in college. Like you need to always be reading, educating, re-educating yourself, learning, listening to podcasts, finding solid mentors. If you're a female, I think it's important to find at least one female mentor because there are different dynamics that you know we may encounter. That that's the divide between men and women, mm-hmm. maybe emotionally or. You know, sometimes people, women relate to women, or men relate to men. So, finding appropriate mentors, um, embracing your emotions. Um, I get laughed at for crying often. So, (laughs) I would say it's okay to have emotions. Just don't use those. Don't make those decisions when you're emotional. Emotional. Like feelings are fleeting. Feelings are fleeting. And the emotions are roller coasters, and you just have to let them pass because you may not feel like that in a week from now. So mm-hmm. don't make that solid, concrete decision until all the feelings have come and go. Um, not getting too attached, even though you get attached to things, and being flexible in the market, and evolve when it's appropriate to evolve. Yeah. I, I think people get stuck in certain, I have to sell this because that's all I know, instead of seeing what's changing and mm-hmm. listening Change with the times. and Cindy's a master at flexing so I give her props <laughs> and then just a few more things um, forming the right habits in the morning is a big thing so in the morning I do a set thing of like you know I pray I I have quiet time like I do some stretching like there's a certain seven or so things I do I have a checklist I'm so type A other things I go through in order to get my mind right like I listen to something motivational whether it's five minutes or ten minutes and that sets me on the path before all the employees walk in at nine o'clock and they're you know ready to with all of the ready, people and their, their, their dynamics and their personalities. And, and if you're not up and positive, if you're not ready, you bring everybody down with you. Yeah, and, and another important thing is, you know, having that knowing to turn it on. And, and I learned that all the, I'm still learning that you have to show shining, you have to smile, you have to show that everything's together. Even if it's falling apart because you're the leader yeah. and leading by example. Your employees look up to you. You know They, they see something's wrong with you. If you're mm-hmm. bad, then they're going to be bad. If you're happy, they're more entitled to be happy. So you know, They work harder. they got to create a fun atmosphere. Yeah. Spend a lot culture. of time here. Culture. Spend a lot of time, right? Any final words there? Um, you know, to network and uh, get out there. You never know where your past cross. We met because of networking. Yeah. And um, just not letting no, saying no, you know, sometimes it's important to just do it afraid and put yourself in uncomfortable situations. Like you, when you came to us, you felt uncomfortable because of this certain dynamics and you needed help. And then when I came to her, it's because, you know, I knew we were supposed to work together in some facet. So I think, you know, just things happen and evolve. Trust the process. Trust the process. What was uh, something that was interesting when I... um called them they didn't just uh, accept me as a as a client like they really felt strong that that we needed to uh have good um rapport rapport synergy 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 before they would i mean i think we talked for eight hours before either one of us said yes yeah we call it a discovery session yeah yeah it's just if it's not a good fit it's not like a a marriage you really you know you have to make sure that you're, you're what you, you know, it's not, we're not about short-term gain, gains. We're yes. about the long-term. Long-term. Mm-hmm. So if I'm just trying to get, 
come to you so you, we can do like a video production or it's not that's not what it's we're not about their, that's not their agency no we're mm -hmm. about you know really doing the best for your overall you know if your intake if your receptionist doesn't have the phone on and you know why would we set up your marketing if the internal isn't set up Correct. so it's about the whole business model which a lot of marketing firms may not see and that's kind of what we bring to the table too so very unique and very uh, unique. They, they help out and I've, I've had to call them in times of crisis and to understand and they're how always to there to help always. just picking up the phone if it's a call text a nice skype message or video yeah. chat it's yeah. always we, fun with see yeah. my boss we facetime a lot yeah always. we do but oh. mostly in person i like my i like my we know. We like my me time. <laughs> oh, yeah. But Dana, thank you so much. We adore you. We uh, love all your cute characteristics. When you see this woman, she's adorable. Yeah, so, if you guys uh, want to check out some of her artwork, uh, check her out on Instagram and Facebook at... Provoke Art. Provoke Art. And uh, you guys will be really, uh, really impressed at what she's done. And, you know, everyone sees art differently. So. Yeah, support local art. Support yeah, local and, art. Uh, follow her, please. <laughs> Along with, um, give them your advertising uh, website. Um, it's uh, ibossventures.com. Perfect. Go check them out, guys. Dana, thank you thank very you much. Guys. It was great to hear about the New Yorker that came to Tampa yeah. and left for New York and is back, back. making her name for herself. And uh, we really appreciate it. We really enjoyed this. And uh, thank, you thank you, thank you yeah. for coming on Breeze and Chats. And have, have a, a Breeze and Day! day.